Now entering Nerdist.com. Hey, Naughty Monkeys, it's Sandra Doherty. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra podcast. Yay! Hey, do I sound different than usual? Maybe. Uh, I caught uh, the con crud from San Diego Comic-Con last weekend, and I have been a mess all week. Uh, I'm feeling better. I sound... I'm still coughing and stuff, so if I cough, I will edit it out because you don't need to hear that. We don't need to do this. Um, But I wanted to say hi to you this week, at least. Um, uh, So this is going to be my first quickie podcast. So this is going to be a short and sweet podcast. I wanted to get a few dates out, a few thoughts. Uh, I wanted to think, I was thinking about what is a quickie um, because I realized I haven't really covered that as a podcast topic. So wouldn't it be funny if I just had a series of quickies talking about cookies? But anyway, that's just my brain going. Um, But then I wanted to read a letter that someone wrote me and, and answer it because I don't do that that often. Um, Hi. Hi. Okay. Things. All right. First dates. Um, I will be in D.C. at the end of next week uh, for 10 days. I will be at Sex Geek Summer Camp. Woohoo.com. Um, all these dates I'm about to say, by the way, and ticket links and etc. are at sexnerdsonor.com. So rock that. Um, but Sex Geek Summer Camp is for those of you who possibly, if you uh, want to be a sex educator or an entrepreneur in the sex field, um, then you might really value the knowledge and the skill sharing that's going to happen. I'm going to be talking all about showbiz and podcasting. Um, I don't really talk about this, but I did grow up in Los Angeles. Um, I've been around the uh, showbiz entertainment industry a lot, so I'll be talking about that. And of course, podcasting, like how to talk to a mic as if it's your sex partner. Hey, get up close in that. You see, I got closer. I'm taking my own mental advice. Okay, so yes, August 9th through the 13th, I will be near DC at a campsite in a cabin talking about the podcasting. All right, then I'm going to be back in the city of DC and I will be hosting a live podcast on August 14th. Starts at 8, 8 to 9.30-ish. We'll get you home ready so you can get back to work on Friday. But dude, it will be on sexual hypnosis. Yes. Yes. So I booked a guest named Mark Wiseman. He's the author of a book called Mind Play, A Guide to Erotic Hypnosis. I just talked to two of my other guests who are uh, newer practitioners of the art of erotic hypnosis. And I don't know anything about this. I don't even know a little bit. I don't know anything. So I asked them things like, can you really hypnotize someone? And and then they're like, well, yeah, and this and that and the other thing. I'm like, but really... And every time they gave me more information, I just was like, this is 10 episodes. Like, I can't even. There's so much. I mean, I never even thought about erotic trancing and stuff. I just, I mean, we talk about top drop and bottom drop and all sorts of things around BDSM um, scenes and low blood sugar and, you know, and er- this, your mental state when you're aroused. Like, we talk about these things, but actually to delve into how to hypnotize someone erotically. I'm sorry, what? So I cannot wait. Um, And there actually might be a live, um, what do you call it, when people, there might actually be a hypnosis happening at the podcast live. So (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, August 14th. So that's happening. Tickets are at sexnerdsunder.com or brown paper tickets. Um, Please come out for that. Um, 
I'm teaching Booty Basics the next day in Alexandria, Virginia, just south of D.C. Uh, that, I think, starts at 7, but you can go to lotusbloomsalexandria.com for more info. Um, of course, butt sex, uh, a marvelous thing to talk about in public. Um, so that's happening. I'm going to be at Woodhole Sexual Freedom Summit, and then... I'll be in Austin at the end of September. Uh, New York City, October 10th. I'll be part of New York Comic Con Super Week. Uh, go to NewYorkSuperWeek.com to check out. Uh, tickets are $16, I think, uh, through them. Yeah, so check that out. Um, and one thing that's kind of neat is is you have like all these very PC uh, Super Week events, you know, comedy and, and musical acts and things, and you just have this like huge like block load like sex nerd Sandra boning 101 just amidst all this other stuff and it just cracks me up because I don't know it's it's nice to see sexuality being you know in the mix you know in the mainstream mix uh, 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 uh. anyway so that's going on welcome to the sex nerd Sandra podcast whoa what are these kids doing in here hey if you're under 18 go ask your mom now that we're alone, let's start the show. So, quickies. I haven't thought about quickies. No one asks me about quickies, and yet it's something that we talk about. It's something that we do. Some people do. Um, how long is a quickie? How long do you think a quickie is? Any thoughts? Thoughts? Anyone? Anyone? I have a thought. I think that a quickie can be anywhere from 10 seconds to 10 minutes long. I mean, if we, I mean, this is absolutely arbitrary, but very official in my mind. Because sometime after 10 minutes, okay, stretch it to 12 minutes, then you get into, you know, finish up. Of course, a lot of people, including myself, take much longer for the foreplay process, for, for getting turned on, for everything, for the laughter, for the stopping, taking a sip of water, grabbing the lube, you know, doing more stuff, you know, turning around, whatever it is you're doing. I don't know what visuals are in your head. I think that like, I have, I, I recall times in my life where I have had a quickie with my partner where we like, okay, look, we have to get to the thing. We can't, no, 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 we can't have sex right now because, oh, okay, fine, quickie, all right, high five, let's go, do it. And then we, like, slam our bodies up against each other and do things, and then when we're done, we realize 20 minutes went by, but it felt like a, like, like a quickie. But technically, it wasn't that quick, really. I mean, it's all comparisons. But even though it was definitely a quickie to us, I still consider quickies... Very short. Also, by setting the standard of quickies at below 10 minutes, if you are like me, there's at least pressure to try and get it go even faster so you're not late. So I think that really if you want to do a quickie, um, for whatever reason, some sort of time constraint, you really just, you got to be quick. got to be under 10 minutes. Then, what do you think? You know where I'm at. Facebook page, Sex Nerd Sandra, Twitter at Sex Nerd Sandra, if you would like to tell me what you think about the situation. Okay, enough about that. All right, now I've got a question from someone, and I wanted to acknowledge this letter. Um, Hello, I am a huge fan of your podcast. Yes, it actually says with lots of views and stuff. I have a few questions. I just got married last fall and have some concerns. My husband says I get too wet, and then there's no friction for him, and then he gets limp. Any advice? 
We really do not do much foreplay because I get too wet. Then I do not feel loved because he does not kiss me and such because I get too wet. Also, he does not like to give me oral sex for the same reason. Giving oral sex does not turn him on, but I love it. He's not very open about things. He said he likes the mystery of things. He does not like me wearing lingerie or walking around naked. I need help, lol. Any suggestions? Please help. Much love. Okay. This person, um, let's call her Bob. So Bob is in need of assistance. And I get a lot of emails. And I'm not, I mean, not a t- I'm not a monster. Like, I'm not like I'm ignoring them all. But um, I, there are so many things going on here. I don't even know where to start. But first, there's a mystery. And I need you to help me solve this mystery. Could you help me? Can you? We need to put our hive mind together and figure this one out because um, I've been asked this a few times recently and this letter was like, okay, I need to figure this out, which is so often in sex ed, um, I'm talking about and I hear my colleagues talk about the need for lube and for people to feel okay about lube. There's this uh, demystifying, taking the shame away from using lube. However, there's also people, uh, female-bodied people, who... don't need lube and they lubricate a bunch i mean a bunch they don't need lube and in fact it there's no friction anymore like it's just it's so slippery in and out moving around because there's that there's that point of friction that people like and every person's different as to what sensation they like mm, but of course you might want to increase or decrease moisture in order to feel that and the viscosity of course is important so I, I have no idea. I mean, you can wipe away vaginal lubrication on the outside. All I can think about is kitty litter or uh, that powder in diapers that makes uh, you, um, it makes it, it soaks up water a lot, you know? And, and then there was that moment where people realized they could use that powder in diapers to clean up oil spills on a mass a scale. And I don't know what happened with that, but I thought it was genius. Um, anyway, um, those two options not realistic and clearly uncomfortable and unhealthy for the body. Don't do that. I, then I, my mind goes to using some sort of uh, bulb douche to uh, use like simple like warm water to uh, basically douching, but not to try and clean out an infection or anything, um, but to move out some of that moisture and dilute it um, so that you get more friction. However, that could be irritating to your pH balance and, you know, unless you're in the bathroom or over a bucket or something, that's kind of not helpful. And then, of course, you're increasing um, your lubrication from there. Anyway, I wonder. I wonder these things. Do you wonder? If anyone has any ideas, tweet at me, Facebook at me. Um, Facebook messages, very difficult to organize. There is no way to organize those. So um, you can always email me, sexnerdsandra at gmail.com if you have a genius idea about that two um so three ways that you can contact me about that however that is minimally what this email is about you guys did you did you notice did you notice what i don't everybody just can we just agree that i am not a therapist and i didn't really even know what a therapist was until I started to, you know, get to know therapists and go to their conferences and learn what a therapist does. Um, so the thing is, there is so much here. 
This is a woman who is a newlywed with a partner who doesn't want, her partner doesn't want her to be naked or wear lingerie and likes the mystery of things. And he, it doesn't seem like he wants to even talk about sex. And, and then she's not getting much foreplay or kissing and then she's feeling unloved. Um, she doesn't get oral sex because he gets, she gets wet, uh, too wet for him and it, and that oral sex doesn't turn him on. Uh, but she loves it. So there's there's all these parts to it. And it's hard sometimes for me to deconstruct a letter and figure out all of its components. And there's a lot there. And I feel like this is what a, um, a sex therapist can really help with is to break it down um, and explore each individual component. I mean, I can do it too. Not during a quickie podcast, probably. Maybe I can get her on the, on the phone and we can talk about it. But um, at the heart of this, it sounds like we have a couple who is not on the same page about what they want in the bedroom. We can talk about all the tiny details, and they're not tiny, but you know all the specifics of this situation about not getting oral sex, not um, wanting to be uh, f- played with because then they'll lubricate too much for the pr- other person's pleasure. Um, I, I don't feel like I have enough information about this husband to know if he's as much of a jerk as he sounds. You know, and when it, or selfish, because it, it does sound like he's selfish in the bedroom and really looking out for what works for him. Um, and, but then he also, I don't know, this is, this is a relationship and there, and there's culture involved possibly that, you know, feeds into this. Ugh, you guys, I don't even, it goes back to this, this thing of being on team fun, which is, you know, this is your teammate. You're not opponents. I mean, it could, you know, if you, unless you decide that that would be a fun game to play, you are on a team. And if you're going to be on a team, you've got to decide what game you're going to play before you play it. And for this, it sounds like he's in a game where he wants to get off and with the maximum amount of sensation. And he's also losing his erection, which it can be really throw someone off their game. Um, but yeah, it sounds like sexual communication is like deeply needed. I hate that that's like the heart of it, but so is. Get on the same team and look forward to playing with each other. Because if one of the teammates is unhappy and not getting what she likes and what she needs, then what's the point? You know? Like, what is the point? And maybe the point is that sex feels good for him and that's important, the end, and he wants to get off. But I don't think it's that simple. I mean, if it is that simple, I figured it out, and he's just that person, and you are married to this person now, and then maybe more, maybe just a couple's therapist to to work out whether or not that'll work for you too. But it seems, it seems like you guys need to really work out your game plan here. Figure out your game. Um... God, that mystery component. You guys, the mystery component is so exciting because I remember, I remember when sex was mysterious and you didn't talk about it that much. I mean, you could read books about it, right? And you could talk about, whisper to your friends about it. Like, oh my God, I just found out what a blowjob is. But I remember when I learned about 69ing, my mind was blown. Um, Not so much about the act of oral sexing, but more that people gave it the name of six and nine. I mean, numbers, numbers all my life. I didn't realize that they were naughty right in front of my face. Um, But shockingly, even though now I have talked about sex to thousands of people 
and I have talked to my partners. I'll have a conversation with my partner and, and daily, weekly, we'll talk about what we like, what we didn't like. We'll, we'll do like a, like a post sex, uh, recap. Um, sex is still mysterious. The act of sex is at its heart a mysterious process. I mean, the chemicals and the the perception shifts of your brain and and the way you can feel and your genitals and your thighs and your stomach and your chest and all over your body and it's mind-boggling the things we can do and experience with ourselves and with others. Sex is mysterious and you could talk about it all you want and it will still be mysterious. You just will have less hiding in the dark. That's the difference. It doesn't mean that you ruin the magic trick. Um, it's like the mysteries of the universe. Even if we figure out everything about how the universe works, it will still seem so mysterious and there will still be awe looking up at the night sky, you know? Like, it's just, you don't ruin sex by talking about it. Okay, I'm going to get off of my little milk crate here and uh, finish this up. Um, you guys... I am sorry that the podcast is short this week. I just don't really have it in me. Um, But I also appreciate trusting that you can hang with it and that you can dig a short, you know, very intimate podcast with me where I'm kind of just going off the cuff. Let me know what you think. If you liked the show, if you didn't, if, um, you know, you're excited about me coming out to New York and D.C. and and whatnot. Oh, and oh, FYI, that reminded me, I will be teaching monthly in Los Angeles at the Los Angeles Academy of Sex. Stay tuned. We'll be announcing topics and dates soon. That'll be great. I can't wait to have a residency locally where I can really work on my craft and um, sex lab, new classes. (laughs) Not traditionally where we use the term sex lab, but I'll go with it. Hey, anyway, my voice is giving out. Um, I love you guys. I really do. You have brought such joy to my life. And I appreciate this time every week that we spend together. Um, I will see you next week, which will be the three year anniversary of releasing the podcast. Um, I don't know if I'll do anything special for it. I really just feels like a big warm hug. (laughs) Um, Thanks. Thank you. Have a wonderful week. Yay. Go team fun. Now leaving nerdist.com.